Hello, hello, my friend. I hope you have had a fabulous week, and we're excited to have you back here on the Husband Law Podcast to join us for another awesome interview this week with Kimberly Rose. Before we dive into that, I wanted to remind you that my free workshop, Moving from Numbing to Healing After Spouse Comes Out Without Giving Up the Things You Love About Your Relationship, is now open. If you have had a spouse or a partner come out and you are trying to navigate that, if you are feeling like you are in this fog of just going through the motions, you feel numb, you feel like you don't want to feel all of the things because it is going to hurt too much. If you feel you are numbing with Netflix, work, your kids, just scrolling online, this workshop is for you. If you are thinking, what does this mean for my kids? Why am I left to deal with everything alone while they're out living this new life? Their joy equals my falling apart. Maybe you're thinking, I have tried to be the perfect wife. Why hasn't it worked? Why are they leaving me? I wish I had someone to talk to who understands what you're going through. Or maybe you are thinking, what does our relationship look like now? This workshop is going to help get you started in focusing in on those things so that you can move from numbing to healing, that you can move out of that emotional fog. We are going to have a whole group of unicorns. Yes, that is what I call you because you are a freaking bold unicorn as you are going through this. We are going to have a whole group of unicorns there for this free workshop. I will not be offering this again for at least another couple months, but probably not until the fall. So if you are looking for that healing, for that support, now is the time to sign up. The free workshop will be happening on March 23rd. Get your spot now. There will be a replay, although I really encourage you to join us live. You are going to get the most out of it if you can be there live. And you can sign up for that by going to theboldlogic.com forward slash free workshop. And I would just like to point out that I did not say www dot before I said that. So if you are wanting to sign up for the workshop, go to theboldlogic.com forward slash free workshop and claim your spot today. Now, today's interview is so great. I will be joined by Kim Rose, who is from, I know her from Instagram. And honestly, she is not, she shares about her step family experience, her blended family experience, but she does not actually own a business. She is just there helping people feel supported and loved. And I love following her. She is funny, she is witty, and she will help you feel seen no matter what you are navigating in your life. Kim is a work-from-home mom, a stepmom, and a wife. Her husband, Jack, and herself live in Central Florida with their three children, and she has a master's degree in behavioral analysis and has been a certified behavioral analysis for over 13 years. About two years ago, she decided to start sharing and writing about her blended family stories through Instagram, and now she shares that with the world. So I hope that you will enjoy this week's episode, that you will understand that there is no one right way to have a blended family, but that you get to figure out how that works for you. And also, if you are in the thick of a second marriage, that you understand this is hard work that you are doing and you have got this. You can do hard things and you can figure out what works for you and for your family. Enjoy today's episode with Kimberly Rose. We're trying to raise good kids here. That's it. That's all I want. So if you see something happening, you know, like let's teach them. That's a teachable moment. So let's work on that. And that's all I expect from my husband is to love him, to teach him the guy things that I can't teach and to make him a good, fun kid. And in the future, a great human, a great adult. 
What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband in Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex love, marriage, ex marriage, divorce, ex divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband in Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. I am so excited to have Kim Rose here with me this week. And is that your actual, I was just thinking after I said that, I'm like, I didn't check to make sure that was like your name. It's just what came up on your email. (laughs) Yes. Yes. My name is Kim Rose. Isn't that like the best last name ever? (laughs) It is a great last name. I love it. I am so excited to have you here. I have followed you on Instagram for a couple of years and you always always bring a smile to my face. And I love the positivity on Instagram. Like I love it when there's positive stuff. We got to deal with the hard stuff. Positivity is great too. So yes, absolutely. So yeah, thank you for uh, making me smile. Whenever you pop up, I'm like, oh, this will be good. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yes. And you also share like some of the harder things too, which is so great. I think it's so great when we can get a mix in there. Yeah, I appreciate that. The harder stuff is definitely takes a lot more time to to put together and it kind of opens some some doors of of you know just like past feelings, current feelings, you know, it's just it's it's very much a time to evaluate, you know, progress made from those hard times for sure. I love it. I love that it kind of gives us that chance to evaluate while helping somebody else. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a cool, cool thing. Okay, Kim, tell us a little bit about yourself. And honestly, when I say a little bit, you can tell us all of the things. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I wish I had a lot of things to tell you about, but really, it's pretty simple. I... I am a mom, stepmom, wife, co-parent. I live with my husband, Jack, and my family, three kids in Central Florida. Um, I have my master's degree in behavior analysis. I am a board-certified behavior analyst and have been for 15 years. So I work nearly full-time from home, and so I get to enjoy all the moments with my kids, you know, (laughs) good and bad, but yeah, I work during the day. And then in my off time, I hang out with my kids, my husband and spend any free time hanging out on social media, um, writing posts, just really trying to connect with people, you know, moms, dads, step parents, you know, anybody in a blended family, co-parenting. I, Definitely in the last two years, kind of made myself um, a little bit more known, if you will, um, just in the sense that I really kind of just started sharing real experiences, real feelings. You know, two years ago, I was this, you know, mom and stepmom who had just gone through a custody battle. I wouldn't even say battle, but custody agreement. It was, it was, initially a little rough, but my son's dad and I definitely worked through things pretty seamlessly, but I was dealing with a lot of mom guilt of, you know, not being there for every 
moments. You know, my son had just turned two. Um, so there were a lot of big things happening for him and I wasn't seeing them because we had 50, 50 custody. So I was dealing with that. You know, I was dating, you know, my husband for a while and he was kind of going through, you know, some custody things. We got married and, you know, I just, I was holding on to so much and I was only sharing the good stuff on social media, you know, it was mostly with friends and family, but I was just kind of putting on this front that wasn't really me. And I didn't have any way to release, you know, some of the stressors and connect with anybody who had any idea of what I was going through. My kids were going through us as a family were going through. And I just, I don't know. I just decided after connecting with like the only stepmom friend that I had at the time, I just felt this kind of tug on me to like, just reach out to social media. And I'd never really did the social media thing and just went out there and just decided, you know, I'm going to put the the raw stuff out there. And thankfully people welcomed me, you know, and, and I was able to connect with such wonderful people like yourself and honestly, just feel that it's okay. Like there is no normal in any of this and it's okay if your family doesn't look like you know everybody else's family and and you know you don't handle things i guess the way everybody else handles and you can't i don't know it it was just very powerful to be able to talk with people and connect with people on a level that i'd never been able to do before yeah well, and I love, I keep thinking of one of your reels that you put out there that I guess it must be one of my favorites because I always think of it. <laughs> and it, I think this describes like you, you share so many different things. And like, I relate to you on, you know, the stepmom thing and the mom thing and just being a woman. And it's the reel right. where you are coming in from your car and you stuff like all of the fast food stuff <laughs> underneath, yes. like in the garbage and hide it so that people can't see. I do this all the time. And I'm like, first of all, why am I hiding it? Like, why do I I care? But I always like throw it in the outside garbage because I don't (laughs) want to be called out. (laughs) I know. Same. But then my my son watched the reel and he was like, mom. (laughs) (laughs) So you got called out. I can't even discreetly be discreet. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like those simple moments that while we're going through these different experiences or similar experiences even, but in different ways, like you're saying, figure out how to make this work for you. We also have those things that we just connect on and that are just real life moments that's like, oh, I feel so seen in silly things or serious things. And it's just a great way to connect. And like I said, I love that you make us laugh, but also share those vulnerable side of things. Okay. So tell me like about your first marriage and going through that. And then let's focus in on your second marriage. Okay. So newsflash, I was actually not married to my son's dad. Um, We were engaged and yeah, we had um, my son. And then back in 2014, we kind of just decided that, you know, we weren't necessarily bringing out the best in each other. And 
you know, it, it, like I had mentioned earlier, you know, in the beginning, it was a little tough, you know, especially kind of working around our son, um, because we are just so both very passionate and involved in his life, that kind of letting go was too hard. So it was kind of mm-hmm. starting to get a little ugly, but, you know, we eventually realized like, it's not about us, you know, it's about him. And long story short, I mean, we worked through things and share 50, 50 custody, but really like, we don't even know what's on the custody agreement, the timesharing plan. We have no clue. We just kind of let our, our son, um, who's nine now guide that for us. You know, Mm -hmm. he kind of tells us, you know, what he wants to do. If, you know, he wants us both somewhere, that's what he gets, you know? And so it's a really great relationship. Um, like I said earlier, I mean, he's actually hanging out with my son right now outside and, uh, yeah, we're, we're actually really close friends and, and same with my husband, like the two of them are very close friends. And then in, in 2014, I met my now husband, Jack, and um, he already had a daughter as well when we met. And my son and his daughter are actually 10 days apart. So oh my <laughs> <gosh>. cool. <laughs> I know, I know. They're, they're almost twins. So, you know, meeting him, we were kind of both navigating the co-parenting figuring that all out, trying to be a, you know, step-parent figure in each other's kids' lives, you know, trying to learn boundaries, what that looked like for each kid. And, you know, it's, they're pretty different, you know, on both sides of, of the spectrum, if you will. So, yeah, I mean, we now are married, um, celebrating our six-year anniversary this month. And I don't know. I mean, we just kind of navigate blended life um, as best as we can. You know, he sees his daughter every other weekend. So we definitely don't get to see her as often. My kids don't get to hang out with her as often, you know. And and so there are pros and cons to that all. Um, But... No, no one blended family uh, looks the same from another. So, yeah, that's yeah, for sure. And it's there are pros and cons to all of the different types of relationships, like blended family relationships and dynamics. I always tell people because they're like, oh, that's got to be so great that you have every other weekend just to yourselves or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, and we make the most of it. But also... There's a lot of crap that comes along with this that you have to deal with in order to make this work. Couldn't and it's agree all, more. Yeah, it all depends on how you look at it and how you approach it. Yeah. So, so you guys have, are celebrating six years this yes. month, which is super exciting. Congrats. Thank you. I feel like, well, a lot of blended families and second marriages, I feel like we go through this phase of where things are really kind of hard figuring out our roles, like you were saying, and how you come together. Did you guys go through that at all at the beginning of your marriage or relationship? Yeah, like trying to figure out, yeah, our our place. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, uh, gosh, I mean, to this day, I still think I know, but I don't really know. 
you know, I, I definitely in the beginning, you know, I think I'm going to blame it on my, my background, my education background as a behavior analyst and working with children. I think when I first met my husband, I kind of went into it kind of more the, I'm going to help change and shape certain things about their relationship, about his daughter, to fall more in line with what I got going on here, which is totally wrong. I mean, you know, I guess each family, you know, to each his own, but for us, that was not, you know, the right approach. And I learned that, you know, about a year in, you know, when I really kind of was not developing a great relationship with my stepdaughter. And I don't think she was really enjoying coming and hanging out at our house because I was constantly just having these expectations that, um, you know, weren't able to be met and it wasn't her fault. And so I definitely struggled with what my place was in the beginning. My husband, not so much. I don't, I don't know if that's a, if that's a guy thing. You know, he's kind of just like, you tell me if I need to do something or or, or not. Um, I'll just go play catch with your son, you know, until something comes up. But, you know, at this point now, you know, at least his involvement with my son is kind of still similar to that. But I've given him the ability to treat him, you know, not necessarily the same way that I treat him, but you know, if, if there's something that needs to be called out, call it out. You know, like we're trying to raise good kids here. That's it. That's all I want. So if you see something happening, you know, like let's teach them. That's a teachable moment. So let's work on that. And that's all I expect from my husband is to love him, to teach him the guy things that I can't teach and to make him a good, fun kid. And in the future, a great human, a great adult. And then with my stepdaughter, I have really tried to focus on just being fun because I want to have a good relationship with her. I want her to want to come to our house and, you know, spend time with her dad, you know, more so than anything, because he's the one really who is missing out the most, you know, his heart hurts the most. And um, so I want to make those times the best for her while also trying to, you know, mold her into a, a, a great human as well. But a lot of the discipline, you know, I, I don't want anything to do with it because it causes too much friction between her and I and my husband and I, and it's not my place. Yeah. And I think as women, as moms, especially when we come into this as a mother, we want to do that. Like it's just natural in us to yeah. have this drive to to help them reach their potential. And that's not that we're trying to be mean or whatever, but it's right. just <laughs> we're already doing it. So why wouldn't we do it with this other kid that's living in our home? Exactly. And, yeah. And I feel it so much when you say that of letting go so that she can have a good relationship with her dad. And I realized at some point that if I didn't let go, they weren't going to want to be in our home. Like I was hindering that. And as I did let go, the more they were able to connect with, with Matt. And that's ultimately exactly what you're saying. Like what I want, like I'm not here to provide them 
with experiences with me, although I hope we have those and we get to bond. But the really important thing is that they bond with their dad. And so like creating that space for that, that's huge. I love that we share that experience. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's all I really want, you know, and, and, and I think about it too, like, you know, with, with his custody, um, cases with his daughter's mom, you know, we fought so hard for this time with her, you know, we have to make the most out of that time. Yep. So, yeah, I agree. (laughs) So you said it took you about a year to kind of start, you know, adjusting. I, I always say, well, Matt and I both say that it took us like three years into our marriage, even into the fourth year to kind of heal ourselves from our first relationships and then really come together to feel like we had something solid. And now I feel like we're solid. Like, yeah, we've got stuff that we still deal with, but we know how to deal with it within all the dynamics of our family. And it is ongoing. You brought, you alluded to that too, that it is an ongoing process of learning where you fit (laughs) and how you fit and how you show up and all those things. Do you think, like, how long do you think it took you guys to kind of find that mesh? Do you think it was about at that year mark or do you think it went longer than that? No, I think at about a year is when I started recognizing things weren't going along the path that I feel we should be at. I mean, it was just bickering, Mm -hmm. you know, just nobody was on the same page. And that was, I think, when I realized something needed to change, but I didn't know that it was, you know, a lot of it was me. (laughs) That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, what point I mean, did you just say, because that was it for me. I need to change as well. Like I can sit yeah. here and point the finger at my spouse, but I need to change. And I can't change Zach's. Like that's never going to happen. Right, right. So, or his kids. So. Yeah, you, no, I, it, I mean, you know, I think the the right answer is that we're still, you know, figuring out that cohesiveness. But I think probably... I think during the pandemic, honestly, probably Mm -hmm. like 2020 is when we really kind of started figuring it out. And I think we were forced to figure it all out and it, you know, worked in our favor. And we just really started having those kind of hard conversations, you know, my husband and I, where, you know, what do we, what do we want out of this? You know, like what, what are your hard limits? What, you know, are your soft limits? What, what, you know, do you want to take control of, you know, and, and it took several conversations, you know, that kind of felt like it was on, you know, replay, but it finally hit. And, you know, I think we're in a good place, you know, some things kind of come up here and there for sure that that sets you back a little bit and you kind of got to, you know, wrap your head around it. And I think that will always be a part of life you know, in, in a blended family. But yeah, I think it was, it was probably a good five, six years. Yeah. It takes a lot of time. One, Matt and I found that, you know, he came from a very different relationship than I came from. Obviously, like that's just going right, right I feel like. And I came from a, in my first marriage and my relationship with Steve, a very open, honest relationship. Um, that ultimately 
didn't work out, but we were honest with each other. And Matt came from one where you entered those hard conversations and you shut down, like shut it off. And so then like he was shut off. He would try to initiate the hard conversations and it was just cut off. Um, And so he, then when I tried to have those hard conversations, he would shut me off because he felt like, well, that's how you protect yourself. And I have to protect myself now because I've been so hurt by my last relationship. And so yeah. it took us a while to blend that and to for him to realize I'm not attacking him. I I really do want to work this out and to have this conversation and all of those things for us to come together. And so did you guys experience that at all like coming from different like different dynamics and working through how you actually talk about the hard things? Yeah. Well, um, I mean, we're definitely two very different people. You know, he is kind of like this wild child trapped in a, an adult body <laughs> and, you know, just everything is all about like fun and, and, you know, and me on the other hand, I'm like kind of usually wound tight. Like I got a schedule, I got to follow things like that. And with, you know, in terms of communication, he's a talker. Like he likes to, Mm. you know, sit down, open conversation, you know, eye contact, all of it. And I'm kind of not like that. You know, I just, I do have difficulties with communicating and, you know, sharing my, my true feelings. And it, you know, a lot of it's in fear of hurting somebody else's feelings, or I do Um, And probably part of the reason why I started kind of sharing on social media is I have issues with being vulnerable, you know, and kind of showing that side. And we don't really see each other eye to eye when we talk about the hard things. So that's probably why we had to have the conversations like eight times (laughs) for it to finally hit. But um, yeah, we have, we definitely have had and have you know, difficulties kind of getting on this same page um, in terms of, of communications and expectations and, and things like that. I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> no, it's great. And I feel like that's, you know, as we're talking about this, I mean, it's really true for any relationship of trying yeah. to figure out how the other one communicates and how you mesh those two things so that you both feel seen and heard. Right. And but I feel like it gets especially difficult when you're in a second marriage and there's, or, you know, co-parenting relationships. Right. And you can't control so much of it. You can you can control you two, but then there's, you can't control you two, but you know what I mean. You guys get <laughs> yeah. to control, you get to show up together and be able to communicate, but then there's so much that goes into it that's just out of your control. Yeah. Well, definitely in terms of my husband and his ex, you know, it's, yeah, it's definitely a very different relationship. You know, I can kind of freely communicate with my ex about, you know, things that uh, I would like to kind of focus on or change or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, changes in a schedule, whatever. We can have that communication. Um, and it's hard for me to digest how difficult it is 
for my husband and his ex to kind of have the same thing to just, you know, look out basically for the best interest of their kid. And so with that, that part is very difficult for me to, I don't know, I I, want to say bite my tongue on, you know, because I know, I feel, I know, I don't know everything, but I feel I know what's um, a better option for his daughter. And, you know, my husband kind of is in the position where he doesn't really want to rock the boat. It's just something that, you know, he kind of puts to the side and I'll, I'll get to it you know, at a later point. And I can't tolerate that. (laughs) It's so, it's so hard because Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I can, I can talk with my son's dad and just say, Hey, this has got to change, you know, on both of our ends, blah, blah, blah. And then with, you know, my husband and his um, daughter's mom, it's like something that would take a three minute conversation is like a week's worth of emails And that is very difficult, frustrating, provokes arguments, you know, and, and that's where I am really trying to work on (laughs) just it, you know, I I don't know. I got to just let it go. Like it's, it's on him. Yes. It's so hard. Yeah. So hard. Yeah. That's taken me a long time as well to just disengage and to realize these are their decisions for their kids and I have no say and well and and honestly I I went through a what I call a mourning process of how I hoped that the relationship with his ex would look with him with me with the kids like you know all of that and realize that there's no way it's going to look that way right just really letting that go and changing how I think about it I'm not I'm not right. I'm not in control. Like I do not need to have a say in this. I will support them. Now, sometimes Matt comes to me and it's like, I really want to know what your thoughts are right. on this. And I'll say this honestly, these are my thoughts. But again, I will support you in whatever you and your ex decide. I'm just here to support that. But yeah. and I'm always really hesitant to share right. my thoughts at this point. Like I'm like, I I don't want you then thinking that I'm going to be judging you for whatever you decide or whatever works out. Like I'm not like you go make your decision, but man, is that a hard place to get to? Uh, It it really is. I mean, uh, yeah. I I mean, I don't think that for me, I don't think that I'll ever really be able to fully relinquish, you know, my kind of just, putting some level of involvement, just putting some kind of, you know, little bug in the ear of just like, Hey, you know, just don't forget it could be done this way. Or I I don't even know. It's just, it's something that I've recognized within me that is so difficult for me to completely disengage like that. I just invest I invest too much into it all, honestly. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, I'll be like, why, like, why do I do this to myself? Why do I do this to my husband? You know, it just, it pulls me into this like sucky mood, you know, because I, you know, it's, it's ultimately not my choice. And I, I just, I know that so many other step parents, you know, kind 
struggle with that, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's just not overdoing your boundaries, you know, you know, going up, going further past your boundaries and, and kind of what keeps you sane. (laughs) Well, and you feel so unseen and unheard in those moments because like, yes, your partner is trying, I'm sure. Like I always try to give my spouse the benefit of the doubt that he's trying to, you know, take in all of these things, but ultimately, and I don't want to negate my importance in this relationship, but ultimately my opinion isn't important. Right. Like it is not the most important. And that's a very humbling position to be in as their spouse, but it can leave us feeling very unseen and unheard and hurt. And so it's real. It's like a real process that we all go through that's hard. Yeah, completely agree. Okay, so you were just saying that your ex was at your house right now playing with your son or your – Yeah, in the backyard. Okay, your son. I was like, did I say that right? He is a daughter (laughs) of a son. Yes, okay. And I just think of so many times that my husband has come home from work to my daughter and my ex like – you know, because we're switching houses or whatever, and they're playing yes. in the backyard, or he's in her bedroom or whatever. And I just, it's not a big deal at this point. Right. Of He does not care. He does not worry. There's no jealousy. And people always say for my situation, well, he's not jealous because Steve's gay. And I'm like, yeah, but I still had a seven-year relationship with him. Right. Had a daughter, like, Whatever. Totally. totally <laughs> so yeah. is there any, it sounds like there's no jealousy there. Yeah, there really is not. Like a lot of people don't get it. You know, like <laughs> my husband will walk in and, you know, my, my son's dad is sitting at the table or playing video games with my son or whatever. And he, you know, my husband just walks in. Hey babe. Hey James. Hey, can't, you know, like hi to everybody. Like it is not a big deal at all. And honestly, I don't think ever really has been, you know, I mean, he just sees that, you know, my son's dad is a very important person in my son's life. And I think that's all he really cares about. And, and honestly, at this point, it's, he's, he's more like family. Yeah. You know, I mean, he is obviously my son's dad, but like, he'll be here for holidays. He was here for the Super Bowl. Like he's just, he's like an uncle to my, to my husband and, and my daughter. You know, I mean, it's, it is a really great relationship that I am, you know, so lucky to have, you know, salvaged that we could work past our differences for our son. And, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't know anything different other than, you know, he just sees love and respect and goofiness, you know, I mean, he doesn't see what I think a lot of people kind of have in their co-parenting relationship, which is, you know, some bickering disagreements, you know, and, and that is something that I am very, you know, proud of, you know, in terms of my husband and my ex, that they are just such mature men, you know, who put everything to the side and just kind of focus on what's important. And we all just benefit from it. 
A hundred percent. It's interesting, like going into this, like I know parts of your story, but I don't know that I knew in depth all of it. And I I had no idea that we were so similar in like (laughs) (laughs) that our husbands, our exes get along and like, or the ex and the husband get along and all of those things. And it makes me happy to hear somebody say that, like, I relate to that pride of being so proud of these men. And it often like gets me teary when I think about these two men who are willing to show up for this kid and ultimately for me as well to be able to make this work. And I just love hearing that. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, I'm just so glad that you get to experience it as well. And, you know, your your daughter and, and, you know, Steve's kids or uh, right. Matt's kids. Matt's kids. Matt's kids. Yes. Um, you know, but everybody benefits from it. Yes. And oh, for sure. I'm just, I love sharing it. But at the same time, you know, a couple of people out there that like, don't like seeing that oh. mm-hmm. side of co-parenting, you know, like, like it's a show. It's not a freaking show. Like mm-hmm. I, people can actually get along and be mature. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It, it hurts. Like, you know, like I, I've reached a point where I'm like, I don't even want to really share that stuff yeah. because I know it's real life, but somebody's out there saying that's not real life. Well, you know, I just, it sucks. You know, like people want the drama, people yes. want the BS and yeah. you know, I'm sorry. We're, you know, as, as far as that goes, like we're a drama free family and, you know, I think we're in it for the right reasons. Yeah, we've had people come at us that are like, get over it already. This is yes. just, this isn't real. And I'm like, no, this is really our real life. Yeah. It's not made this up. Is, yeah, this is our and, life. Yeah. And I think those people often are projecting their own insecurities and their own comprehension of how this could work. Like, no way. And so oh, I, I, I have to remind myself of that, that this is them processing and whatever. But, but for sure, you're going to get that. I always, what is it like? haters confirm greatness or whatever. And I'm like, okay, yes. we're doing okay. There's going to be people who disagree and that's fine. That's, that's fine. fine. Yeah. It's not about, not about you. It's about them. Yeah. Yep. Well, Kim, thank you so much for being here. Where can our listeners and our followers find you? On Instagram, the underscore perfectly imperfect family followed by another underscore. Awesome. Yeah, on Instagram. That's where I'm at. So listeners, if you are looking for a relatable mom, stepmom, <laughs> and woman, wife, whatever, co-parenting dynamics, go give Crazy Kim, Kim a follow, yeah, <laughs> which we all are. Go give her a follow. You will love connecting with her. I guarantee she'll put a smile on your face. Thank Aww. you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Jess. This has been so much fun. All right, my friend, I hope you enjoyed this episode with Kim and all of her insights into second marriage and how you can make that a smoother process. It was interesting. I did not know that we shared so many of the same insights and stories. So it was fun to connect with her and to learn more about her and to hear those and to realize that I'm not alone. And I hope that maybe you felt that you are not alone, whether you are in the thick of a co-parenting relationship or any other type of relationship. I think there are so many things that we can learn from this interview with Kim and that we can learn from hearing about other people's lives and relationships. 
Now, if you are sitting there thinking, man, there are things that I want to change how I think about. If you are a co-parent and you are thinking, I need to change how I think about my co-parenting situation so that I can improve that relationship. If you are thinking, I need to change how I think about my life so that I can have a better relationship with myself, I have something for you. It is called Change Your Story, Change Your Life, and it is a workbook that will help you work through and identify those pain points in your life or parts in your relationship where you're wanting to change and help you move forward and gain clarity. It is free, like I said, and you can click the link in our show notes to get that. I believe it is at theboldlogic.com forward slash free workbook. You can go pick that up. Also, reminder, for those of you who have had a partner come out, I have my free workshop happening in just a couple weeks, two weeks from today to be exact. And you can go get signed up for that, claim your seat for that at theboldlogic.com forward slash free workshop. You got the free workbook, you got the free workshop. We are giving it away today. If you find yourself in a situation where you are looking for clarity, whether you are co-parent or whatever, go get the workbook. If you are in the situation where you have had a spouse come out to you and you are looking to figure out how to work through that, how to find your purpose, how to find clarity for yourself, how to still have a loving relationship with them, whatever it may look like for you that you're trying to work through right now, come to my free workshop. It will help you gain the clarity you're looking for. I hope to see you there. Have an awesome week. Hey everyone, for the takeaway this week, we just wanted to really let you guys know that it is so important to love yourselves. We change, our bodies change, things change. And so we got to learn to love ourselves in a new way, no matter what phase of life. And don't let anybody tell you where you should be at or what you should be doing. You pay attention to what feels right for you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go share it on social media. Take a screenshot, tag husband-in-law. And if you have a question, go to Apple Podcasts and put a rating and review and write the question in the review. We will be sure to answer it for you. 